All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. On this edition of the Follow Through with Clips and Drew, we break down all the first round playoff action, including Lance being Lance, the flashback of the Flash, the Bucks get fucked, Harden doesn't break a sweat, and the Pelicans fly. Pelican fly, come on, Pelican! On this edition of the Follow Through with Clips and Drew, kick that shit, Drew. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard something like this before. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It is your two favorite podcasters. Yep. Just the follow through with Clips and Drew. Mm-hmm. Episode 30, Drew, this is kind of monumental. Who would have thunk? Yeah. We would have made it to episode 30. 30 is a nice number. I, um, need, I need you to give me a number, bro, because I already got my 30. You Give me give, give me your number, though. I know who you're going to pick. Well, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people could probably predict the number 30. But before we get into that, we do have some honorable mentions. <laughs> give them. Um, so, back in the day, and I think this is your pick, uh, Bernard King. The King Bernard King would be my pick. Bernard King, the New York Nick legend. Mr. Back-to-back 50-point games. Um, and then we, so, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of number 30s out there, right? So I'm going to throw up Tree Rollins. Oh, big tree. Big tree Rollins. Okay. Uh, Kenny the Jet Smith. The Jet? War number 30. On Houston? Uh huh. Okay. Um, and then a little bit like Terry Porter. Kerry Kittles. Kerry Kittles. Straight baller like Kerry Kittles. And as we're as we're getting closer and closer, we got Rasheed Wallace, of course. That's a big one. That's a good one. Reggie Evans wore 30 his whole That's career. my guy. I love Reggie. And then you have the Curry family. Oh, shit. So Del Curry, number 30. Seth. The, the lesser known Curry also wears thirty, and then of course it's big, big Steph Curry. So this is this is going to be the Steph Curry episode. Fuck, I really, I really want to BK to be at the, be the pick, but that's cool. I get it. Yeah. So the Steph Curry shouts to you. Obviously, uh, you were you were number one on our list when it came to Drew's list. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people's list. He's I, he's got to be the number thirty. But most I'm the people old school, and you know, you know, I kind of yeah. need a little bit. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, episode 30. Let's, uh, let's get into it. All right. It's the Chef Curry episode. If, uh, if Drew sounds a little under the weather, it's because he is. Yeah. There's no sick days, people. <laughs> no, we don't take days off. Yeah, no days off here. <laughs> I'm still coming to work. Still putting in, putting in the time. You, we are putting in the time, bro. I'm sick as a dog, though. We're doing a whole new setup, too, guys. We're doing call it the, the relaxed setup. Yeah. This is, this is casual. This is so clips, casual. Clips and Drew. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I'm in the captain's chair. Drew's posted on the couch. Yep. Yep, well, we're gonna we're gonna see. This could be a terrible episode. If you, <laughs> you you may not be able to hear us at all, but we'll we'll find out at the end. So 
being that it is the Chef Curry episode, yeah. Uh, let's just jump right into it, Drew. First game of our of the playoffs, which have been amazing already. We're only like literally two games in. Yeah. Um, playoffs yeah. started on Saturday. Saturday. Great weekend. Monday. Great weekend of playoffs. Wow. We were in heaven. Uh, I think together we watched probably close to 20 hours Every of basketball. Game, pretty much. 20 hours of basketball, which is great. Uh, we can't Drew get... stayed on the Twitter. Drew was tweeting oh, like a man. fiend. Yeah. My... Guys, we just started. Sorry, Drew. No, no, it's okay. We, we just started our Twitter account. Yeah, we did. Uh, at Clips and Drew. Um, yeah, that was fun. It was it was fun getting into that. I, I haven't really done Twitter before, you know. Like I, I stay off the social media um, <laughs> up until up until recently. But yeah, dude, Twitter's great. It's just it's all about um, just seeing something that you that you think is interesting. Go ahead and shout it out. So that's that's pretty much what I've been doing. Anything anything interesting or intriguing uh, or of, of any of any value? I mean, we did a lot. We shouted out all of our predictions for each game as it was coming up. We, we did. did we did pretty good overall, honestly. Uh, but yeah, let's let's start off with the very first game of the playoffs, which was the Spurs and the Warriors. Uh, you and I both predicted that this series would go quickly. Uh, we both had the Spurs losing in four games to the Warriors, um, and in Game One, exactly what we thought. Right, Warriors no came Steph. out. No Kawhi. Also, uh, we we didn't know whether or not he was going to be playing, and it's been confirmed that he's just not going to play. He didn't even show up. Drew. He wasn't even in. Wasn't even, the building. He was playing Fortnite. Yeah, do it on his. Snapchat. He's playing Fortnite yeah. instead of being at the game. Unbelievable. Thoughts on that, Drew? I, I mean, Fortnite's fun. Fortnite you know, is fun. Fortnite's a lot of fun. Um, it's pretty clear f- to me that if he's doing that instead of even like he's not even watching the game, his mind is is completely elsewhere. Uh, I don't think I don't think that's something that we could have predicted. I definitely would have thought that maybe he would at least be in San Antonio or maybe he would come on the road with them and, and, and be, sit behind the bench or get a nice suit on. and It's the playoffs, Drew. Be yeah, with your fucking team. Exactly. You are the you're, you are the face of the franchise. You need to be with the team. Yeah, so that's shocking. Um, but, yeah, so he wasn't in the building. He was playing video games instead. I'm sure that's a, a, a regimented part of his uh, comeback, uh, physical therapy. He's got to work the thumbs out. He's got to start get with the thumbs. Get your mind right. Um, but, yeah, so the, the Warriors handled business. Uh, they won 113-92 in game number one. Um, everything everything looked really good for the Warriors. Um, and then game KD two. KD balled, yeah. play balled. Yeah. They did the same thing in game two, which was last night. Last night, game two, they won 116 to 101. Spurs hung in there, though. I mean, first half, it looked like a really good game. We got to give it up to, to LaMarcus Aldridge, which we said he'd be balling. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he's literally put that whole team on his back, and, and they, they just don't have enough manpower, dude. Yeah, they don't. I mean, so they went in, they went into halftime winning that game. They were up by like five, I think, at half, and, uh, you know, our, our number one Warriors fan, Jeff Compton, was sweating for sure, um, which is funny because I think, you know, in the back of his mind, he's always pretty confident that they're going to win this series regardless. But he's confident they're going to win the title. Yeah, yeah. Very I, confident. And I think as he should. I, we, we, I think we both agree that if the Warriors are healthy and everyone and everyone can show up, they should they should be in the finals or at least at least come down to like a really, really competitive series with the Rockets uh, to see who goes into the Their finals. margin of error is very thin, though. They, they, I think they have the most pressure to to repeat. Obviously, um, well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but what do you mean by that? Their margin of error, like margin of error, meaning they're not coming. They're not extremely healthy. I mean, they look good against the Spurs. You're gonna have to. Yeah, they they they, they look. Clay good. looks fine. Clay looks just Dropped fine. Thirty one, twenty seven, and thirty one in, in in the first two games. KD looked fine. Kevin Durant looks great. Uh, Draymond got a tech last night. Flagrant at the end, as usual, as usual. Um and. 
so I think from a health perspective, I think all three of those guys are, are past any injury woes. Mm-hmm. And Clay's thumb seems to be fine. It'll be interesting to see if someone, uh, you know, I feel like if Lance Stevenson was guarding Clay, he might have he might have pulled on that thumb a couple right. different times, right. see where it's really at. Uh, but you know, obviously, he's doing great. Uh, he's shooting well. And um, Iggy, Iggy is doing his normal Iggy, meaning I'm going to start playing in April. Yeah, welcome to the <laughs> league. Welcome back. To, this is basketball. Iggy, it's nice to see you out there. Um, Killing but, fools too. Yeah, Iggy's he's looking so good, man. He's doing great. The, the one interesting thing about this is uh, the lineup that they started with. We we talked a little bit about this on Twitter, uh, but it was really interesting because Steph is out. I was I was thinking that Quinn Cook would start, or maybe they move Sean Livingston to start with a point guard. They literally started without a point guard. KD was pushing the rock. Up, KD right? and Iggy kind of right. split it, right? Uh, which was really intriguing lineup. I think that that lineup is going to be scary for a lot of people it's to go big. into. I mean, obviously when Steph comes back, they'll revert back to their standard uh, lineup, but that, that is a huge lineup that they had out there. Um, and, and JaVale McGee is getting the start now. So we're He's not playing really well. We're not seeing as much Zaza. I don't know if that's just uh, like a matchup thing because he, he should, yeah, he, he started the first quarter leading the game in scoring and rebounds and he was all over the place. He blocked LaMarcus Aldridge shot a couple times. He's an X factor, dude. So I think moving forward, it'll be interesting to see if this is a tactic that they're using just against LaMarcus and maybe they'll bring Zaza back into the fold when they move on to the next round. Or it could be that JaVale McGee has taken that starting spot now. Um, but that lineup is really, really interesting. It was an interesting thing that they had never played with that lineup during the regular season. Ever. Not once. Not once. Huh? Not once had that starting lineup happened. Yeah, but I'm sure, I'm sure Kerr had them, uh, yeah. in practice. They've, they've probably worked that many a times. Absolutely. And so I, the, I think the good news in all of this is that, uh, with Steph being out for this extended period of time, Quinn Cook has been stepping up. He's been playing really well. And that's a nice, that's a nice option for, for, for them to go to because Sean is such a big, uh, point guard himself. You know, he's like, what is he, 6'9? He's a, yeah, he's a big boy. And so but coming and, off the bench, he's way more. And they can play together. Right. Quinn and, and Sean can play together really nicely. So, um, yeah, Warriors look great. And they, you know, the faster they finish this series, the faster, you know, the more time that Steph's going to have. Um, I still think that San Antonio is going to get one. You do? Win. Yeah, I think they're going to get one. I mean, they showed, home. they showed that they can do it. They can beat them. Last night, they showed that they can compete for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it's going to come down to like Manu or Tony or Powell. One of those guys is going to really oh, have to. They're all old. They're, they're just too old. Bro. But in the game that they win, mm-hmm. one of those three or all of them are going to have to play significant roles in that victory. So we got, we got, uh, we got San Antonio maybe getting one. Uh, but I this still think it's going to be a wrap. I, st- I still think it's going to be a wrap. I think Sweet. I think okay. Warriors go straight out and, and and finish it off. That's what's up. Um, and uh, so yeah, that I think that game three is on Thursday. Um, so we, this is oh, by the way, this is Tuesday. Today's uh, Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Oh. Um, I said it was Monday, April seventeenth. So next next series, what, what do we got next? Yeah, the, the next series. So we're going to kind of go chronologically, like the way that the, the the games rolled out from day one on Saturday. So the next game on the docket was the Wizards and Raptors game. Boring. <laughs> that was I. I don't think it was that boring. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, some people don't like it. Um, our predictions for this series. You had Toronto winning in five. I had Toronto winning in six. Um, and it was it was a relatively close game. I mean, the Raptors looked like they were in control the whole time. They won the game, the game won, uh, 114 to 106. Uh, and game two is going to be tonight. Um, and I, I, would, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't look very similar to the last game. DeMar DeRozan doing his thing. Uh, Kyle Lowry doing his thing. Uh, Serge Ibaka looks looks younger than he yeah. has in, in, in past years, which is good. They're putting him in spots to be, you know, as efficient as possible. And he seems to be playing really well with Valanchunas. You know, I guess something that we kind of underestimated 
uh, we didn't really touch on was like the team atmosphere for Washington. And I've been hearing a lot about that since, you know, our, our playoff preview that we did on our last pod. And apparently there, they, there's people that just don't like John Wall on that team. Like the, it seems like the majority of the team doesn't like John Wall as a, just as a dude. <laughs> Not necessarily that they don't think he's talented or doesn't have any kind of game or anything like that. It's just they don't like him. <laughs> or they don't like playing with him. Maybe and it's that. I, that. That could be a part yeah. of it. Um, Mar- Marcin Gortat has been quite outspoken. Um, what did he say? In social media throughout the year, I guess, uh, about t- how how – uh, how well they were playing as a team while John Wall was out. They were winning ball games. They were. And that's when we had the discussion of Are and, they better? Yeah, are they better? You're never gonna I don't think you're ever gonna be better without John Wall, but no. you might play better as a team. I mean, bottom line is this, Drew, is if you don't like your star pair, the guy that has the ball and just read up it, for a max deal. He's not going up. he's not going anywhere. Right. He's not. So um I, I think I I definitely overlooked that as a as a like a uh, something that would impede Washington from from actually pulling an upset like I thought was was possible when we talked about it on the preview I I still think these teams are very equally matched um, I just think that the Raptors are a little bit better and that's what's showing up in at least in game one so yeah game two is tonight I I would I think the score is going to be very similar I think it's gonna be a tight game I think it's going to come down to the wire um, it's not impossible for Washington to beat them but it just seems like Toronto is just kind of doing a little bit better mm-hmm. they play this they play very similar ball Toronto's just better at it they showed why they're the number one seed right now yeah yeah so uh look out for that game tonight that should be a good one we don't really have anything else do you have anything else no, to touch boring on boring as fuck i'd rather not talk about <laughs> that. let's move on to the to the good one um yeah so then the, the following game after that was the heat and the 76ers this which is the series right here we do boy. have we we called this one uh i think uh, let me let me just look at the predictions here uh the sixers you called philly in seven i called philly in six uh, game one, Philly looked unbelievable. They looked like they were going to own. Yeah. They they owned the whole game. Yeah. No Embiid. No Embiid. They won by 27 points in a in a landslide. That game was a yawn, mm-hmm. if you want my honest opinion. Right. I, I, I barely, I think I may have fallen asleep in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were, they were looking so good. JJ was hitting. Bellinelli looked good. Ben Simmons looked like an all-star. Um, and then all of a sudden last night in game two, Spolstra and the Heat looked at some tape, dude. This is this and then is, they came back and they and they and they whooped it. They whooped their ass, dude. One thirteen to one hundred three, and the game was not that close. No, and this is what people need to understand. It's like this is a seven game series. Every you know after that first game, everybody's yeah. talking like, oh well, this is gonna be this is gonna be a wash. Phillies in the in the Eastern Conference Finals already. It comes down to matchups and how you're going to adjust, right? Your adjustments. Ben Simmons had so much space to work and he to did. do whatever the fuck he wanted in yeah. Game One. Yeah. And he was he was passing nicely. Mm-hmm. They were they, their offense was looking really good. And then Spolstra, who is probably one of the what do you say one of the top five coaches yeah, in the NBA at yeah. this point. He's been in Miami forever, it seems like, uh, which is which is kind of rare because they've had some ups and downs. But he started as a video coordinator, right? No, he's earned everything he's got as a head coach. I just think you know, in a world where we're seeing uh, NBA coaches leave in a year or two years or three years, he's had a long tenure there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think outside of Popovich, he's probably the longest tenured coach in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, and so like, this is why, because he knows, he knows how to watch, Adjust. he knows how to watch some video. Plenty of like video. you just said, video coordinator. Right. He, he's, he's got that down and he was able to adjust their, t- uh, their, um, their defense. He forced them to shoot 
so many threes. Yeah, and they were missing. They were missing. That's the other side of it. Right. They had they had a, a one of the worst shooting nights that they could have had. Mm-hmm. I think they shot like twenty something percent from the from the three point line. We don't expect that to happen moving forward. I don't think you. I mean, Bellinelli. He made some threes. JJ made a little bit, but every Covington was off. But those guys cannot create their own shot. Right. So if you cut the head off the snake, which is Ben Simmons, yes, um, and force him to make make plays, yes. Um, obviously, they need they need to be hitting three pointers, and they did that in game one. Didn't they, do it in game it two. It seemed like they didn't have any easy three pointers this last game. Their offense looked broke mm-hmm. for most of the game. They were down significantly. There was a, there, I think they were down as as much as twenty one throughout the course of the game. Uh, we we have to mention Dwayne Wade's performance. Oh, that was amazing! Just just rolled back the clock flash. a little bit there. Yeah, uh, it's a flashback. Yeah, for Dwayne Wade, twenty eight points, um, huge steals. Yeah, you know Dwayne sat back and watched Game One and was like, okay, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah, we're not doing this. And, yeah, and, and like we said though, this is what's going to hurt Philly in the long run if they get out of the first round. Uh-huh. It's going to come from the people that have been there before. Yeah. Which JJ Redick is pretty much the only one that's been in the playoffs on that squad, right? right? Yeah. Like deep in the play or Bellinelli, him and Bellinelli. Bellinelli, Bellinelli yeah. And but they showed that, you know, they got tight buttholes. Yeah. They got tight buttholes yesterday. And D-Way just showed up with the as he should being the team leader yeah. and showed that he doesn't look 36, homie. No, he doesn't. He does not look 36. It's amazing what the transformation that he's undertaken since he looked, he looked 46 in Cleveland right. and that was what, three months ago, right. four months ago, right. he looked old as balls and now he's back in Miami and, uh, you know, seems to be quite happy there. Do you think he has enough in the tank after watching last night? To- oh, I think he could do another performance like that again, right. for sure. Especially because, you know, in the playoffs, you have some days off, you mm-hmm. know, you have some rest, uh, and that's going to be vital for him. Uh, but we, we should mention that, you know, Dragic looked really good he last did. night. Um, he's tough as nails. The too, defense man. that they, that they were able to play last night was, was impressive. Uh, Josh Richardson had a really nice mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of, like we said in the preview, they have a lot of these like six foot five to six, eight dudes that can all the switch, tweeners. switch screens mm-hmm. and play really hard nosed D. James Johnson, uh, had a, a good performance last night so i mean once Embiid comes back right. though is going to be the make or break for them and Embiid wanted to play in game two right you saw the you saw what he posted I after did. the loss I right did. yeah for those that don't know he immediately after the loss said i'm fucking tired of beating baby i don't want to be babied and i agree i mean you know if if i mean there's 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 a reason that they rested him after game one they right. won by 27 points right and it, and miami didn't even look like they that they knew they were in the playoffs right. game one. So after that, I would say, yeah, do give Embiid one more day. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the face is healing up. Make sure he's getting everything he needs and, and, and we'll bring him back in game three if we need him. Because and if they, if they beat him again by another 20 points, you know, maybe he sit him oh, again he's playing game three. game three. I'm excited for him to play in game three. Because think about this, dude. It's Embiid and Whiteside and both of them have their own, you know, yeah. they kind of got the same personality a they little bit. They do similar, yeah. Very similar. Um, I see a lot of banging going on. I think these two are going to be talking shit to oh, each yeah. other. I'm, I'm excited for I that. Too. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I, I think uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, how Hassan tries to, tries to stop Embiid because he's, you know, when he gets rolling, mm-hmm. he's pretty unstoppable. Yeah. Um, we so had, we, yeah. had a, we had a question from one of our viewers. Oh, we did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Today, um, we were DM saying, "Can Miami win in Miami um, Game Seven? 
Or it won't be game seven. It would have it to would, be game be in, six. Uh, yeah, because Philly would get the game seven back at home. Seven. So could they win in seven yes. games is the question? Yes. Sh- yeah, they could. They could. It's just, Philly has, like we said, has two players on their entire roster that's even uh, experienced the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one thing to have talent. It's another thing to, to, to have experience, uh, right? And this is the ultimate like experience over talent kind of a series right now. Is it likely? No, I, I still, I still have my chips. I mean, uh, our, our predictions, like I said, we had, I have Philly in six. I still think that's gold. Yeah. Uh, I would not be surprised if Miami goes up two to one. They may, they may come out rolling after that game saying, look, we know what to do against these guys. They're going home. They're, they're going to be at home. Right. Uh, we, we know that Miami's home crowd is kind of a more relaxed home crowd mm-hmm. because Miami has a lot of things always going on and they don't ever seem to show up until about the second quarter, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I, I think. I still think Philly in six is a really good call. You have Philly in seven, right. so I I I, just, I could see that happening. Also, I don't think Miami has enough in the tank to to beat this team as long as Simmons stays healthy, mm-hmm. as long as Embiid can come back and and be the Embiid that we know he can be. And a, an interesting thing I saw was they have been running um, like in practice they've been doing four point shots to spread the floor. Interesting. So cool. Yeah, I thought, and I, I think they I don't know who they jacked that from. It was from another coach. I wish I should have paid more attention uh-huh. to it. But that's that's what they're trying to do. That's right an now. interesting idea. Right? Yeah. Uh, at least for spacing, because mm-hmm. obviously you need to give Ben Simmons as much space as possible because he does that not. D'Antoni, excuse me. D'Antoni comes from D'Antoni. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. If there's a guy who's an advocate of a four point play, it would be that man. <laughs> um, I think. I think that's a great exercise for them because the more space that you can give Simmons to drive, the easier the life of every single Philadelphia 76 is going to be. Um, and what we saw, in, especially the way that they defended him, they just, they, what, they played fucking eight feet off of him yeah. the whole game? Yeah. Just said, yeah, do please shoot a jump shot. <laughs> and he refused because we all know he's not he's not a really good jump, jump shooter. He's he, not. He was still pretty effective, though, overall. And, and we got, guys, we got in, Drew and I got into a semi-argument the other night watching the first game because I compared uh, Ben Simmons to, to Blake Griffin. You did. I did. I compared them, but you weren't understanding why I compared them. So then, yeah, go ahead. I was comparing them because they're both big. They the, both yeah. can, can handle the basketball. They both like to pass. What what I see in Ben Simmons is the same thing I saw in Blake his first three years. They let him shoot the jumper because yeah. Blake didn't have a jumper. Right. And then once you get that 15, 18, 20-foot jump shot, yes. it really opens the floor for you. That's what I was saying. Gotcha. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, and in that, in that regard, you're absolutely correct. Right. I mean, they, they, they are both six foot ten guys right i would say blake's probably six ten yes. uh that that can handle the ball i mean i would say that ben simmons is a superior ball handler Definitely. and a superior passer Definitely. and then you you would agree with me that i that ben simmons lacks the post game that blake had coming into the league and, and has developed and blake didn't even have really that either well he had back to the basket i'm gonna spin right. spin move and dunk on you right uh since then he's evolved right. that pretty substantially but uh yeah man i we everyone's been saying everybody knows it. If Ben Simmons can shoot uh, a fifteen to twenty foot jump shot consistently, it changes unstoppable. Changes everything. Changes everything. So, um, yeah. So that uh, that game three, I think, is also going to be on Thursday. I, I'm just so excited to see him be back on the floor. So we can move on to the to the fourth and final game of Saturday, uh, and that was the Pelicans and the Blazers. Man, and this was the first upset. Uh, I mean, I I didn't see it coming. I didn't. I didn't. I we. So, I mean, to look at our predictions, uh, we we knew this was going to be a tight series. Right. You had Portland in seven. I had Portland in six. Um, and the thing that I said to look out for is 
sometimes Portland is a little underwhelming mm-hmm. in these moments when people when they have the expectations riding on them they sometimes can shy away from that. Don't rise to the occasion. And and I don't want to say that that's what happened as much as it is that like Rondo and Drew Holiday and Ant Davis really came to play. Those guys all said, "Look, we 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 know they're good, but we 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 know that we can stay with them and, but we and also defend." Said, we also said that they're going to have to ride Ant Davis right. like a like a fucking Clydesdale yes. in order for them to win and they did. And Ant Davis proved, you know, again He's not going to be MVP, but he's a guy that should be in the discussion too. Oh yeah, like it's it's obvious James Harden's going to be MVP. He's a top three MVP candidate on everyone's list. Definitely. If if I mean for what he did to get them to the sixth seed after Boogie goes down is has been phenomenal. 30, 30 points, twelve rebounds for the last four months of the season. And we said that they wouldn't even make the playoffs. Dude, that, those are those are Shaquille O'Neal kind <laughs> of number thirty and twelve. Right. That's boss. <laughs> get the hell out of here. So um, just to recap, Pelicans did win by two. It was ninety seven ninety five. Kind of a lower scoring game, which is definitely in favor of the Pelicans, I think, because they, they try to slow the ball around a little bit on offense to make sure that Ant can get a good shot. Mm-hmm. So I think the higher scoring that series goes, the better, the more in favor of Portland that is. Um, all that being said, Damon and uh, CJ had a rough first half shooting. And then they came out and they, they did their normal thing in the second half. I, I would, don't expect them to be off in the shooting next game. I agree. So yeah, they've only is that played game tonight. That game is tonight. Okay. Uh, Pelicans Blazers tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm gonna go ahead and say Portland's not gonna let. They're not gonna lose again. No, they can't lose two at home. Uh, they're gonna come out with a chip on their shoulder as they should. Uh, I would. I'm gonna say Portland wins by eight. And Dame, that's a good call. Dude. Yeah, I like that call. And Dame's coming out for people's throats right now. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if if uh, New Orleans can keep doing what they're doing. Um, I still think it's going to be a close game, uh, but I I would be surprised if Portland loses tonight. Let's get into that, the, let's get into that Sunday's game. Let's take a little break. Yeah, we take a breather. We'll be right back. All right. So as you might have already heard, the follow through with Clips and Drew podcast has teamed up with our family over at Soul Science. We have designed and created our own signature shoe fragrance called Vesuvius. If you support the podcast and love what we do, head on over to www.soulscience.co and pick yourself up a bottle. Spray fresh, America. We are back. Yep. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. It is. The playoff pop-off podcast. Reviewing the first couple games of this amazing playoff. It feels like we've just been watching basketball nonstop for three days. My brain's a little on lo- overload. <laughs> hey, best game so far, Boston and the Bucks. Man, that was a hell of a That was, I mean, we opener. said we were really looking forward to this series, and yeah. I am definitely looking forward to this series. So that was the first game of the Sunday round of games. Um, holy shit, what a finish, man. For, so the, I, I actually, I slept in a little bit. And I missed like the first quarter, which is my fault because I thought the game was starting a little later than it was. It was a 10 o'clock game. It was right? early. Yeah, it was yeah. early. And it's, you know, Sundays, man, I love I love my sleep, bro. You know, you we know, know that. You, you like know your that. sleep every day, Drew. So I think I showed You're up. Fucking I, vampire. I do. I, yeah. I, fucking I, bear. Grizzly bear over I, here. I, I, I would love to sleep all day and be up all night. <laughs> I would love that. I'm a night owl. Um, but yeah, so when I, by the time I came through, uh, it, we watched the second half together and Holy shit, man! Uh, Milwaukee did not look very good. They uh, look like they look like we kind of expected. I mean, they look like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So um, the Celtics pulled it out. We were a little off on this prediction. I mean, I didn't. I I thought because Brad Stevens is such a good coach that he would have Boston ready to go. 
Um, I didn't. I didn't think that the Milwaukee head coach was that bad to not have them prepared to play this team. And but let's give him the benefit of the doubt. The guy isn't a head coach. He's the interim, he's the interim head coach. and he's having to deal with a lot of drama right. when he came in there with Jason Kidd leaving. Right. Um, and when it came down to it, dude, they, Milwaukee almost won that game. They should have won that game. Yeah. Um, it was a great game all the way through. Yep. Fourth quarter, there was foul trouble on Giannis. Yep. Um, getting down to the wire here. He's on the free throw line. He's got five fouls. Misses the free throw. I think there was, what, two minutes left? A minute left? It was It was down to the wire. It was down to the wire. He gets his own rebound over. Who was the, who, who was it? Was it Rozier? Terry Rozier. It was Rozier. Rozier went up and, and got a really good rebound, and then it what it appeared to be a jump ball. It uh, should have been a jump ball. We have talked. I mean, we we talked about this to death, dude. Mm-hmm. First of all, the call was a jump ball by the, the, the first call. The first call was a jump ball by the ref that should have made the call. Mm-hmm. Who has been a finals referee? Right. He calls jump ball. The lead official comes in and says, "No, nah, no, nah, foul over, over the, the back." back. Which just in that in that moment in a game, game one of the playoffs, the best player on the Bucks, mm-hmm. who just happens to best be best player a, on the, on the floor, definitely, yeah, who happens to be a foot taller than Ro- Rozier, which yes. is you know not his fault. No, I don't think you make that call. Yeah, the call is a jump ball. Yes, I agree. Uh, so the Boston fans will all say that uh, <laughs> it was a foul. He he should have fouled out several times before that. Yeah, Giannis did have ten fouls. That he, game. I think we yeah we counted. <laughs> there could have been a, at the very least could have been eight on on on, on him. So yes. I think it was probably fair that he ended up fouling out. But that particular call probably should not have been called, been called because it like you said he essentially got penalized for being a foot taller mm-hmm. than the other man. Um, Either, and getting your own rebound on, on a, this free on throw. On a free throw, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, that pissed me off so much. He was obviously frustrated when he got had to get out of yeah. the game. He wants to be playing. Of course. Um, and but, then we all know what happened. You know, uh, Bledsoe got put on skates by Rozier, who had a great game. Oh, this what, kid, a, what a move. What a move. Oh, my God. He was he was 10 feet away from him after that pull-up, do that step back. <laughs> and he gave up. What, what's, oh, he what, just stopped, he stopped and looked at it. <laughs> It's like, and then and then Rozier hit the big three. Right, it was the big three. That was the game winner. We that thought. was, and then the prayer, the the Chris Middleton, the yeah, uh, just from what are you forty forty feet? I was so far away. Yeah, and point five seconds on the clock. Which I, I I mean honestly, I don't think they started the clock on time. I don't think it uh, the the uh, the scorekeeper who was running the clock. I think he or she gave them an extra 0.2 seconds. Right. I do. Well, so, but the rule is, is that if there's, if there's 0.4 seconds on the clock, there's enough time, there's enough time to catch and shoot. Thank you, Derek Fisher. Either way, bro. Like what a shot. Unbelievable fucking shot. Net. Dude, nothing but net. Just bottoms. Not a bank. No, no, no. Cash money. <laughs> Cash money. And I think, you know, the, the one thing that could be said about that is they could have, they could have defended the uh, out of bounds play a little bit better because the only thing that would have hurt Boston in that situation is a foul. Is no, is a three, right? Literally, because they're up by three points or so, a foul on the three, though. Right, a foul. Sure, you don't want to foul at right. all. I wasn't saying that. I, I think the contest was fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, you probably shouldn't let him catch that ball right. in that spot, right? Regardless, because he didn't have to turn, he didn't have to. to he just caught it and, and fired it. He was already facing the basket, mm-hmm. like so. In that situation. Uh, everyone was saying, "Don't let him catch the ball, and and be able to shoot a three, right? Mm-hmm. Let him give him a layup or whatever, because that would hurt." But either way, man, that's 
one hell of a one hell of a shot to send it to overtime and then yeah in the end they couldn't pull it out Celtics with the win 113-107 and Giannis is on the bench for OT and if you remember dude I said while we were watching the game when he when Giannis got his fifth I said if this goes overtime this could be a problem yeah, yeah. and it was a problem it was you need Giannis on the floor at all times and hopefully tonight when they play which I'm really looking forward to first of all let's give it up to Boston yeah, hell no of a, Kyrie, hell of a performance. no Gordon Hayward. Yeah. You know what I mean? They had a bunch of really decent basketball players play really good basketball. And again, that attributes to, to Brad Stevens and yeah, the coaching their system. that you had said. And the the way they're, they're, that Boston might win this series, I mean, I don't think they're going to win the series, though. Yeah. We don't. We said that they, I said that they were going to sweep. Is that what I did? Yeah, you said four. I said I said it, I I kind of agreed with the sweep, mm-hmm. but I did say opening game in Boston mm-hmm. with all the emotion in that crowd. The Boston crowd is one of the best. Yeah, I mean they're there for their team, a hundred percent. So uh, I thought that it was if they were going to win a game, I thought it was going to be that game that mm-hmm. they won. Uh, I would be shocked. I would definitely be shocked if Boston comes out of this series. Now, from all the other reporters, you know, we listen to a lot mm-hmm. of NBA heads talk. A lot of people actually doubt Milwaukee's team. They mm-hmm. doubt. They doubt the staff. They doubt the, uh, you know, the their their offense. Uh, they think their defense is lackadaisical, uh, and I can see that. I can see that why people would have doubts that Milwaukee would be able to do this. But when you just look at the players on the floor, on paper they, they on paper they look phenomenal. They should win. They should win this this game. So I, it this tonight's game is going to be a really really. Uh, telltale sign as to whether or not Milwaukee has what it takes. Maybe I shouldn't have said phenomenal. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty big word. Well, they look really good on paper. That's the thing. So like, it, it, I think the the best thing that Milwaukee fans can take from this game is they they actually in the fourth quarter and overtime, you know, started to figure out a, a really good lineup for mm-hmm. them to have on the floor against this Boston team, and I think that that. That starts with Giannis being the center almost, and and just kind of playing small ball. So if if uh, the coach from Milwaukee Prunty, I think his name is Prunty. Don't even know the guy's right. name. I didn't know his name until he could Sunday. spit in my face, and yeah. I wouldn't even know. Who wouldn't he know was. Who he was. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I think his name is Prunty. Okay. Uh, if he is, a, you know, a decent enough coach. He should have taken a lot away from that game one, and should have a solid game plan for game two here, um, to to have a much better flow on offense, be able to defend uh, Brad Stevens' system a little bit better. Um, but you know, I still think it's gonna be a tight game. I I, I see Milwaukee coming out with this game. If I they, hope so. If they lose this game, if they're Milwaukee lose this game, then they, they might just be done. They're in trouble. And let's, uh, one more thing. Kyrie was on the bench for his team. Yes, he was. Kyrie was on the bench. Yeah. Just throwing some shade out to and Kawhi he just, Leonard. He had, he had surgery recently. Right. And he was still up and cheering for his boys. Yeah, he's the franchise player sitting on the bench as he should. Was Gordon Hayward there? No. He wasn't there. I don't think so. I don't think he can stand up and like cheer and like. I feel like that would be an awkward position for him to be in for for three hours. Let's be on the lookout for him. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him. Right. Uh, But yeah, shouts to Kyrie for supporting your team as you should. Um, All right. So do you think you think Milwaukee will come out? I sure hope so. You think they're going to win? Yeah. I mean, then I'm thinking about the team right now, and it's like okay. Chris Middleton, and then you got Brogdon, and you got Bledsoe. Brogdon I mean, hit a big shot. He did. I, yeah. I like him a lot. Maybe uh, I don't, the inexperience. Who knows, man? Yeah. I don't know. But we we made the call, and I'm sticking to the call. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. Okay. Well, so, yeah. The, the best they can do is five. Right. So. Um, all right. So, that, that game, too, is on tonight. And then uh, the very next game that, that Sunday was the best 
upset. You have the whole thing right here. The Indiana Pacers <laughs> wax the floor with the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is all anybody's been talking about. As they should. And I will go ahead and say that I kind of predicted. You called that. I kind of predicted this happening. You did. Uh, I still have our predictions were uh, I took Cleveland in seven. Uh, you had Cleveland in five, mm. which is a bold prediction now. I've been bold on a few of them. Uh, we've been so, known. I, I don't make the best predictions, people. I don't. It's all right, because uh, I don't think either of us could have called that happening. No, I, I just, they came to play. The Pacers came to play. They were ready. Um, If if he's not on your radar yet, Victor Oladipo is the real deal. Man, oh, man. Um, They, again, like... Um, like Boston was doing, is they're making the best out of what they have. Yeah, Lance Stevenson obviously isn't backing down from anybody. Everybody loves I love, this. I love that quote unquote rivalry. Oh, um, I think it, I think it's definitely a rivalry at this point. Yeah, but LeBron doesn't make it a, ri- a rival rivalry. It's it's Lance Stevenson being Lance Stevenson, and right. Lance came out balling. And the problem the problem when when Lance does that early is then Lance got real Lance towards towards <laughs> the end there. You know what I mean? Well, and then the coach sat him down. Yeah, you got it. Calm down. Yeah, Lance. he just Lance sat him down. Calm fucking down. Yeah, just as the Cavs were starting to make their run, he put Lance on the bench, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of settled down, mm-hmm. and they were able to stretch that lead back out. But they they dominated. They they dominated that whole game. From start to finish. Um, Cleveland also shot horrifically. Terrible, terrible It was like 5 for 28. None of those guys showed up. Kyle Korver only played four minutes. Yeah, that's weird. There, so what I found out is that he is he has a, a, a foot issue. Okay. I think it's his right foot that he okay. has a problem with. But y'all need to figure that shit out because he needs to be on the floor for this series. It's pretty obvious. LeBron that- can't do it all, guys. No. And everybody, I mean, this was all the talk yesterday. Um, LeBron doesn't seem... Uh, doesn't seem phased by it. I mean, he's been there. It's only one game, and everybody talked about the guys never lost a, 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 an, opening, a game, an opening game, opening game, game one ever in the in the first round. Um, but he, he literally can't do everything, guys. And when he wanted to, he dominated when he needed to. Yeah. The um, cri- the criticism that you could have is that he he didn't shoot the ball in the fr- in the first quarter. at all. Didn't take a shot. Didn't take a shot in the right. first quarter, which is which is outrageous. You can't do that. That's outrageous, right? Especially, and, and and that was like, dude, it was from the get go. It was very clear that. The Cavs did not seem ready for whatever reason. They, they, maybe they overlooked the Pacers in the same fashion that a lot of people have. We were late on the game, and it was 20, well, yeah it because was, the overtime overtime right. uh, for this the Boston uh, Milwaukee game was still going on, and then we came back, and all of a sudden it was, it was 20, 20, 20 to four, twenty to four, and you're like, what? what? <laughs> How did this happen? Right. Uh, but yeah, dude, you said it already. Oladipo played his ass off. Uh, Miles Turner is going to be a problem, big time problem for. The Cavs, he he's not the most consistent player, uh, but they don't really have anyone to match up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have Tristan Thompson played one minute. Yeah, there's I, we we got to know he needs to be in the game. Larry Nance did a decent job. He did, but he's undersized there. Miles Turner is a legit seven footer. Nance is probably about six eight, six nine at his at his peak. Um, Still young though. Yeah. So I I I so this game uh, game two isn't until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which gives the Cavs a lot of time off to kind of reflect about what the hell just happened, uh, and it, and it does give Kyle Korver another day to try and recover and get him out there. I don't predict that Milwaukee or that the that the Cavs rather go that cold from three again. I don't see that happening, they especially can't. in their home in their home court. Right. I would imagine that they're going to be able to show up a little bit better and, and at least shoot closer to thirty five percent from three, as you would expect. Uh, now that being said, if the Pacers play the same way that they did, 
they could very easily win this game, even with uh, the Cavs shooting better from three. They could, but again, uh, LeBron's been there, man. Like LeBron has been there. He's not shook. Um, is he? I, I'd be more concerned at my teammates. Like he need he, th- these other guys need to step up. Yeah. They in order for them to do anything in these playoffs and the whole meet everybody blew this whole win or loss, whatever you want to call it, out of proportion. You know, what if LeBron doesn't get out of the first round? What this is one game, people. Yeah. And this goes for every every playoff series that's going on in the first round. They have seven games. You can adjust. If you're a good coach, yeah. you have to adjust. Just like we saw with Miami. You have to. And come out game two and, and put your foot on these guys' throats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be shocked if LeBron doesn't go for at least 30 or 40 points. To, he has to, Drew. And he may he may do like another one of those triple-double like LeBron, unbelievable LeBron performances. And him not shooting in the first quarter, like I'm not that – once I am going once I go down 15-4 to four or something like that, then I'm going to start shooting. I'm going to go I, to the rack. You have to. As LeBron. You have go to. Go dunk the ball, buddy. I think he – again, he thinks like the point guard mentality. He wants to get these other guys going. If J.R. Smith's hitting and Kevin Love's hitting, you know – that that's only only makes it easier for the Cavs. Yes, but you also need Tristan Thompson in the game. Yeah, no matter what the fuck's going on in his his life, the loser that he is, he's a great offensive rebounder. He is. So in a game where they're they're shooting a lot of threes and missing a lot, mm-hmm. he could have had a really big impact on getting those offensive. Do you boards. see him? Do you see him getting more minutes next game? Uh, I'm sure that they're gonna at least get him a couple more minutes. Uh, more than one. More than one for sure. I <laughs> Come mean. On. Especially if they if they are shooting poorly again, is that lose? That's obviously Tyrone lose decision. Like how how is he not in the game? Dude? So, but I think as the regular season started to wind down, uh, Tyrone Lou he even said that he has to make a decision on who's going to get the run between mm-hmm. Nance and Thompson. That's true, uh, and he's obviously chosen Nance. Mm-hmm. But it would be I think it would I think it would make sense for him to at least put Tristan out there for a little bit longer. To see if he has a greater impact on the floor than, than Larry Nance, but and before we go to the next game, do you see Lance Stevenson coming out and doing the same thing that he did last game? Absolutely, you do. Yeah, he was he was every bit of Lance Stevenson. He was the good and the bad, right? In all and 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 so yes, I I think he's going to do his hardest to affect LeBron. Um, which is great. I, I think it's just. I think it's so entertaining. I love watching him play against LeBron James. It's, I do the, too. it's amazing. It's so fun. Uh, so yeah, I think I think Lance is going to do Lance. You know, yeah. he'll probably have anywhere from fifteen to twenty points. He'll probably foul LeBron really, really hard again, like maybe, he did a few times. Maybe hit him in the head one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he probably will have eight turnovers. You know what I mean? Like, the, like just like the complete Lance package. Lance right there. will win you a game, or he will definitely yeah. lose you a game. Absolutely, he, he is that guy. But yeah. I like Lance Stevenson. I do too. And it's great to see Born him. ready. It's great to see him back and playing. Yeah. You know what I mean, because he disappeared for a while. He's good for the NBA. He disappeared for a while. He loves Indiana for whatever reason. That's that's they love him. He should live there forever. Just live there, Lance. Yeah. That's that's your that's your home. Forget now. Brooklyn. You too good for your home. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that uh, that game too. I think we both see the Cavs coming out Hopefully, yes. with that victory. Yes. Uh, the next game on the docket was uh, Utah Jazz against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that game, for as competitive as it was, was kind of a yawner. Except for Paul George just went insane. Well, Donovan Mitchell as well. That's not Donovan Mitchell came was, out hooping. He came out on fire. Yes, four for four, and then right. kind of quieted down throughout the. He only, I think, he only ended up with like 20, 21 points. Paul George went off. He did. He was unconscious. He was hit. I think he hit eight threes, something yeah, like that. Unconscious. He was just draining everything. He dropped. He dropped one dude mm-hmm. uh, on the on that oh, he crossover. Did. He did. 
he anything anything from three that he was throwing up was going down. Playoff P is here. People, I like that name. Playoff P. I like that. Apparently, nobody else on the on the uh, <laughs> OKC was knew that that was his name. Oh, they would know. No one. <laughs> like, who's idea. that? Uh, that press conference was hilarious at the end of the game <laughs> with Russ and Melo. Was like, was. Oh, is that his name now? Yeah. <laughs> playoff P. Uh, Russ is all pissed that he doesn't have a playoff. Yeah, Russ name. is like shit. What's my what's my playoff name? I got to come up with one for real. Um, but yeah, man. So they. Paul George, if Paul George plays like that, this this is going to be a wrap. Utah doesn't stand a chance. No, they don't stand a chance. No, uh, Melo had a, had a decent game, but it's mm-hmm. kind of he's kind of just been Melo mm-hmm. as he has. He only had like 16, 17 points, something like that. Uh, Russ did did the damn thing. Uh, was all over Rubio. Oh, uh, he was bullying him. Yeah, bully ball. I, and you know Utah's system is so good that they still were able to hang around. Uh, the, you know the Thunder only won by eight. It was mm-hmm. one sixteen to one hundred eight. Even with Paul George going off and Donovan Mitchell kind of getting a foot injury in like that third quarter. Yeah, but he said, I like, I like his go. It. He played through well, it. Well, they were going to pull him out of the game. And yeah. he said, nah, no, 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 that shit ain't happening. No. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how how much that injury affects him mm-hmm. moving forward. It, I, from what we've heard, it's only his pinky it's toe. It's a contusion. It's his pinky mm-hmm. toe. So it's not like, you know, that's that's a, of the toes you're going to injure. That's, that <laughs> that's the one you That's want. the one. That's not a problem. Um, but, yeah, man, I uh, the one thing I was surprised about, I called Paul George having the one-on-one matchup with Donovan, and they, they felt comfortable with letting Corey Brewer go just chase him down and run around all, all over the place. Uh, and I forget how good Corey is at, at being that pesky long, he's that guy. long defender. Mm-hmm. And he's come in and, and played Roberson's role. Really spectacularly for them since he since he joined the team. So, um, and it also does free up Paul George to, you know, he can he can focus more on offense that way as opposed he can to be playoff to, P. Like, exactly. <laughs> um, and then yeah, he and Ingles were getting into it a little bit, which yeah, I love to see. He called him a bitch ass. You can see him say it. Yeah, Ingles uh, is. I mean, I, he's he's like that savvy vet that I'm sure he talks a lot of shit. Nobody put it this way. Nobody wants to get balled out balled on by Joe mm-hmm. Joe Ingles. Nobody does. Nobody wants that. Nobody. To He's got the old man game. He does. He got that YMCA He's game. He's got that rec league Hooper mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, but every, you know the Clippers wanted him bad. He was actually uh, we let him go. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we it let was like him in the go. summer, right? Yeah, and, and he's actually made a nice little place for himself up in Utah. But and he's earned it. He like, has. He's a very good player. But he ain't gonna. He he can't hold a torch to Paul George. Yeah, it was. Uh, so the I think the most interesting part of that game was in like the last five minutes. Utah brought on Alex Alec Burks mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and he scored like ten points by himself in in a matter of a minute or two. Dante Exum did. did Exum was showing. Right. He, he had a lot of turnovers, but he did. He started to settle down a little mm-hmm. bit towards the end, and then that really made the game look a lot closer than it was. But I think both those boys are going to get a little bit more run uh, moving forward. Exum and Burks, yeah, because mm-hmm. they they were very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still think Oklahoma City is yeah, going to take that, that. That game is also going to be on Wednesday. Um, you know, our, 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 like I said, our, our predictions uh, were both of us said OKC in five. I think that's probably right on, right on point. Right. I think Utah will get one at home. But uh, game two on Wednesday, probably going to be the same script. Um, and then the last game, the last matchup. The one. The last series that we haven't talked about yet is the Timberwolves and the Rockets. My boys. Man, James Harden. Hands down, the best player in the NBA. Holy right. shit! Best offensive player in the NBA. Hands Holy down. Holy shit! A forty-four. He dropped. Have you forty-four points? Easy forty-four, dude. Yeah, we were talking like in the in the fourth. I don't even know if he was sweating. He, there. We, we Drew and I noticed that he didn't have a bead of sweat on his face or his beard. Yeah. 
out here just killing beard, folks. Beard looked immaculate. Do you know he it's so perfect. So amazing. That is the eighth wonder of the world is his beard. I always thought Rick Ross had the nicest beard no, ever. No. It's false now. Do you think he put soul glow in his beard? I do. I don't know what it is. If it is soul glow, then they're doing better than I thought they were. <laughs> I thought they shut it down in the 80s. Uh, but I, I you know. Uh, in isolation, he was 100%. He was he was yeah. seven for seven. Yeah. Uh, he, he nobody can guard him. And if you saw how they spread the floor on this guy, yeah. You know, and whatever if you want to call it a travel, which it is a travel. His little twinkle step toes, back, moonwalk, yeah. step back three. The more I see it, the less I think it is a travel because of the explanation that we had. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just now they're just never going to call they're it a travel. So it. I can't look for them to just change up on us now and mm-hmm. just start calling it a travel. So I I think I've moved beyond that personally. Um, I haven't. He is he when he's like that, he's unguardable. Yeah, but when is he not like that, Drew? He's been so, like this for two for literally three years. Game six last year against the Spurs, mm-hmm. I think, would be the answer to that question, right? There, that's going to haunt him until he proves it otherwise, and he has very much the opportunity to do that this year. Uh, but he didn't show up in that game at all, and I think he's trying to prove everybody wrong. Like I said, like he he has he, to do it. And and here's the crazy part, and this is why I think your prediction. Uh, of Minnesota and seven is still very much in play. Rockets won by three points. Three points. And they should have won this game. They won by three points. Minnesota could have won this game. Absolutely. And they didn't. And Cat, Cat Williams. Yeah, Cat Williams was playing. Yeah. Cat, that's pretty much who was playing. <laughs> right. Carl Anthony Towns might have. You, you could have just literally put Cat Williams right. out there and done the, and the same effectiveness. Where the fuck was he? So that's. That's something to be looked at. Right. Clint Capella showed up big. We were, we said Clint can't hang with Cat. No. And Clint said, how about 21 and 12? <laughs> right. How about that? Right. Um, he had 20 and 10 in like the first half. And then kind of slowly, yeah, just kind of did his thing in the second half. Uh, a lot of, lot of talk has been said about Carl Anthony Towns needing to demand the ball more often. And I think that's true. And why isn't he in the paint? Right. Yeah, but he's at the top of the key. Like, do you really, are you, are you going to be that guy that's going to shoot threes in the playoffs, Cat? Right. You know? You need to get down there and body these dudes. Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think they're still very much working out how the three of them play. Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns. They all seem a little unhappy with their, their role, with their involvement. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't expect that so much from this squad. Uh, I guess Carl Anthony Towns is too passive, right? Because I I'm assuming that everyone's okay with him demanding the ball on that team. If they're not, then that's news. That's not the case. It, they should be very comfortable with him getting the ball because he's he's a willing passer mm-hmm. too. It's not like he's going to force shit up there all the time, uh, you know. And then you know, once he starts cooking Capella, that changes, opens up everything because then they're going to have to send two, and then that's when Jimmy can get his open three. And Jamal and, and Jim- Wiggins can cut to the lane. And- Jimmy and Jamal need to play together. I think they need to be on the floor at the same time. So run run Wiggins a little bit more with the second unit. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's what I'd like to see. Sure, um, Jamal Jamal was being Jamal and. You know, that last shot, it came down to the last shot of the this game. Was, this was hilarious. Uh, you a, know? A pathetic effort the by worst, Jimmy Butler. That was the worst shot you could possibly take. And if I'm Tibbs, after the game, I'm pretty sure that guy was heated. Yeah. I, I'm I, I'm pretty sure they wanted Jimmy to take the shot. Jamal should have had that Just shot. Not, not that not shot. Not that shot. The spinning. He, he, Fade away those three. those that didn't see it, he brought the ball up as the clock was running down on the right side of the court. Took a spin move from about 30 feet out. And before his left foot was even down, it looked like he shot the ball. Uh, and it was a foot short. It was air ball. And there was time on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the worst uh, clutch attempts I have ever seen. 
um, especially with a game on the line. Dude. Right. Like they could have in game one made a really big statement. James Harden drops 44 points, but the Minnesota Timberwolves take it in overtime. I mean, dude, what a story. Jamal like. should have had the ball. Jamal's been in that position his whole career. He's won games like that. He hits big shots like that. Jamal all the can time. bring the ball up the court. Yes. You know, but bottom line, like you said, I think these guys, if Cat showed up that game, it's a different ball game. Yeah. So we gonna, we have to see more from Cat. Yeah. We got to see these guys need to come together cohesively as a unit. Yes. And realize that they can win this series. Chris Paul wasn't that great. Chris he, Paul almost lost the game. He for was him. pretty bad for them. That last turnover where he threw it away. He, he that's a that's a middle school move, bro. Agreed. That's all, the press. Chris Paul is still one of the best ball handlers in the league, and he threw the ball three quarters of the court. <laughs> Straight out of bounds. That Wasn't is, even close. That is some rookie shit right there, man. And I got happy. You Unexpected. and I were watching the game I together. I believe it. I'm like, I want him they to choke him, so bad. They, they gave him a, ch- a chance to tie the game up, um, and they were crumbling a little right. bit there. So, and, and Derrick Rose had a nice game. So That's, I we, yeah. we were looking forward to and that. We had me- I mentioned that. that he, could, he could be that X factor. Yeah. If he can come out and give it to him like he did. How many did he have? He had like 17 or something? Uh, he like had that? a good game. I don't remember exactly what his stats were. But, yeah, he he, he played well. Mm-hmm. I think that's his presence on the floor was, was good. Um, they still got to figure out a way to, to match up Jimmy more times against James Harden. There, was too, to. there was too many times where they tried Wiggins uh, or Derrick Rose was guarding no, they're James getting Harden. Cooked. That's not okay. Right. You need to have him. Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy Butler is what he is, but at the very least, he's an imposing, strong defender. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a lot harder for James Harden to hold off and make his like little slow, slow move, slow motion drives to the rim and do his little layup thing. Uh, I think Jimmy is the best suited to to try and slow him. Always down. going left too. James Harden never goes Always right. Left. Yeah, he doesn't need to. <laughs> doesn't need to. He doesn't need to go right. He makes it lo- look so easy and effortless. Yeah, and I I don't think I've given. Harden enough props. Man, oh man. I haven't. I haven't given him enough props. And then just watching him play is just amazing. And like we said, like, can you imagine if KD and Russ and Harden were still on the same team together? It wouldn't be fair. It would not be fucking fair. That would be the legit big three. Yeah. Um, the biggest three ever would but be that. I still think Minnesota, after seeing they them, got a chance, bro. They got a chance. They absolutely have a chance. Cat, show the fuck up. Yeah. Come and play ball. Come and play ball, dude. Yeah. You are the franchise player. Yeah, I think I think that's an issue too. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone uh, within the Minnesota organization has had the balls, or at least maybe the, just the wherewithal to to establish that. Like, who is the man? He is, and they they should make it clear to everybody. You know, yes, you know, Wiggins, we love you. Uh, Jimmy, Jim, we Jimmy, love you. Jimmy, we love you, mm-hmm. man. And I think as a unit, all three of you guys can be all stars if you do this right. Mm-hmm. But Carl Anthony Towns is it. He's mm-hmm. the guy. This is the one that we're going with. And uh, I think until that statement's made, we're going to see a lot of this, you know, kind of uh, uh, unsure of who should demand the ball, who should. Don't get you the think ball. that's the problem that we had with that we had with the Clippers, you know, with Chris Paul, with Chris Paul and Blake and DJ and Jamal and like everybody, like who's going to take this shot? Who's going right. to step up? Who's going to be the man? Right. Um, and uh, hopefully they get it together. And being coached by Tibbs, I think they're going to figure it out. I do too. I think we're going to see a totally different Carl Anthony Towns. I would hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. Because again, like you said, if he if he gets rolling, it opens it up for everybody else. Yeah. So I I the, uh, like to finish it off. Uh, I, we both know the Rockets can shoot better than they did. They only scored 104 points, which is a little bit of a testament to Minnesota's defense. And we know D'Antoni and that organization wants them to be much closer to 120 points per Definitely. game. Definitely. So uh, Minnesota's best option is to keep them at this kind of a performance here, close to the 100-point 
Don't let him get into the 120s because if he goes to that, uh, Rockets are going to definitely wipe the floor with him. So uh, that game too is on Wednesday as well. Uh, I do. I unfortunately, I think the Rockets are going to win that game. I think it's going to be a very close game again. Uh, I don't expect James Harden to have 44, but I do expect him to have more assists in this game. They're going to make him passive, and I think that's going to open up the floor. I I think they're going to win. I don't know, by six or seven points. For those that didn't listen to the last podcast, I made a bold statement and said that I can see Minnesota beating these guys. Yeah. Um, secretly, yeah. I'm not stupid. No, you you're know not. I mean? No, but, but could, it, it could happen, it though. It could happen. It literally could. <laughs> Just like anything could happen. But I like Minnesota. I want them to make it interesting. I want it to go seven. I think it'll be a competitive game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Right. Uh, I definitely think that, you know, I, I think that Houston's still the stronger team when it comes down to it. And if Clint Capella is playing on that level. He's playing for the paycheck, if boy. If he's playing on that Yeah, Mr. Free Agent. He's playing for that paycheck. Mr. Free Agent over here. And he, they got Houston thinking, we might not need DeAndre Jordan next year. Why? Like You got, you got Clint, and he's I don't a better free throw shooter. He is. I don't think Clint's going to get as much money as DJ is going to get, but he's going to get paid. He's earning it now. I'll he's definitely earning it. It's amazing how well people play when it's a contract year. Yeah. You know is, what I it mean? Is, it is amazing. It's amazing how that happens. Hey, so this is the follow-through with Clips and Drew. We're going to be back with another playoff podcast yeah um maybe We're, thursday we want to get a couple more games under our belts yes. because this is i mean they're coming fast and furious people Man, so i there's a lot i would say that we're probably going to be looking at thursday friday okay. uh trying to get it out before the weekend and then we'll have another fucking awesome weekend of, of playoff basketball hey and if you didn't know now you know head over to soul science our bottle of Vesuvius is out. It smells fantastic. It smells so fantastic you can go over to www.soulscience.co Drop the M. There ain't no, <laughs> no M, M on them. Um, but, uh, yeah, please go over there. Support the pod. Support our boys. Uh, we appreciate it. And we're going to be back. It's episode 30, the Chef Curry episode. And Clips and Drew, we're ghosts. Later. Excuse me. I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard something like this before.